Hello to everyone tuning in to the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Joining us today on the show is a man who I had the pleasure of meeting and connecting with on a recent men's retreat in Colorado. From the first moment we met, I knew he had an immense amount of power as a creator and healer to transform the lives of the men he works with, and our time together proved that to be true in my case as well. He is a men's coach, COO of The Strong Coach, and a medicine man, and a true example of what the mature masculine looks like in the modern day world. Please help me in welcoming my brother, Nico Jensei, to the show. What's up, Nico? How are you, Ryan? (laughs) I'm doing well, my man. How about yourself? I'm great. Here in Boulder, it snowed yesterday. It went from 100 degrees the day before hiking to covered in snow. The mountains look beautiful. Yeah, man. I uh, I have some friends in Denver, and uh, they were saying the same thing. And it was pretty funny because, you know, uh, I've always known Colorado to be pretty crazy, but I've never heard of 100 one day and then like 35 or whatever it was the next day. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's amazing up there, man. Uh, it's such a magical place. Yeah, the nature reminds you. Yeah, try to take the, yeah, take a stroll to the to the water's edge and remember your place. Definitely, and the mountains certainly do that. Yeah, you know, our time in Colorado was so amazing in that way because. You know, when I when I got there, I mean, I had only been to Denver before, so we were in Winter Park for those listening, and um, just such a beautiful ride, man, up the mountains, and just really navigating through all of that, and then getting to the house and sharing that space with so many amazing leaders such as yourself. It was it was truly the most magical experience of my life, man, and I'm still high on it. You know, I still have it's it just you know it still feels like yesterday. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, my cup is still overflowing as well and you know look at us we're going to be we're two weeks away from doing something very similar a little different uh setting and guests mm-hmm. we're going to bring in the feminine with us but mm-hmm. yeah we're going to go do it again and keep filling up these cups and yeah that that retreat for me was one of the most powerful if not the most powerful experience um in terms of bursting my heart open and and feeling love in all different ways and being able to spread and share that to all of the other men and my brothers. Yeah. Beautifully said, man. And, you know, it's so true that, you know, we get to do this, you know, and that's one of the things that I've been really tuning into is like, you know, uh, like this whole life that I've created for myself and that we've created for each other. Um, it's just, it, it never ceases to amaze me. I mean, I still have to pinch myself every once in a while to realize like, is this true? Like, can I really do this? And, and the answer is yes. <laughs> and, uh, that's beautiful, man. You know, and, you, you remember during ceremony, the only thing I kept saying, we're, we're doing it guys. Look at us. We're doing it. We're doing great. We're having a great time. We're doing a great job. And look at us. And, you know, having that moment of realizing, which I imagine happens to a lot of people, we set these goals and we have our dreams and we're walking that path of those goals and dreams. And it's about being able to celebrate along the way to, to, and yeah, to celebrate along the way and recognize the progress that you're making and where you've come from and, you know, watching them come to fruition in real time. 
Um, I imagine many of us are waiting, you know, to become a millionaire before we feel like a millionaire. And I, and I believe that we must feel like a millionaire before we receive that million dollars. That's the key, you know, and it's funny because, um, uh, the first thing I want to touch on is just how hilarious that ceremony was because uh, during that, it was really funny that, you know, Danny's like, listen, you know, everyone, you know, have your own journey and, you know, don't, you know, bother your brothers and, you know, and if they're having their own moment or whatever. And so I was in the uh, the great room for a little while meditating and, and I was like, you know, I think I'm going to go outside and see what's going on out there. And just everyone is just playing and like, it was literally like, like being on the recess <laughs> playground. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, and we shared quite a couple moments out there. And uh, yeah, man, it was so funny. Just like, we're doing it, guys. Uh, that is etched into my brain. <laughs> I imagine the um, playground aspect was brought in by me. That's one of the things I bring to the table in. I remember about 20 minutes in just giggling and being overexcited and being a five-year-old on the playground and Danny telling us to do our best to be in our own situations, which we did for a bit. And then next thing I know, I'm running around the yard, checking in on everybody and, you know, gathering the troops for, (laughs) for some smokes and some talks. And, uh, yeah, it was really, uh, a massive connecting experience. Um, and outside of the ceremony, all the other types of ceremonies we did throughout the weekend, there were so many different ways we bonded with each other and uh, really, really showed each other what men are capable of in this world. And we're the ones that get to do it. We're the ones that get to lead. And I, I to me, one of the common themes was the fear of leading, the fear of going first. Mm. and our ability to support each other and to feel supported while we are leading that charge in the front of um, of being men and, and mm. being in the masculine and taking care of the feminine. You know, I heard uh, an interesting uh, word chop the other day where you kind of spread out words or protect her, protect her, protect mm. her. Yeah, man. And the masculine is the protector they protect her. Yeah. And that one stuck with me. Yeah. You know, I heard um, something interesting the other day. One of my friends, um, who's another coach, he posted something, a picture with his girlfriend. And he was saying, you know, I'll fight for her till my last breath, not because I need to, but because she should never have to, you know. And that, I think, sums up perfectly what we are doing with embodying the mature masculine, you know. And... Um, I'd love if you could speak to what the mature masculine is for those listening who are, you know, unaware of what that is and, um, you know, how you embody it each day. Cool. That's a deep one. Mm. I knew we were where do we begin? Where do we begin with that? (laughs) Boom Mm. goes the dynamite. (laughs) What is the mature masculine? Well, one of the best resources that begun uh, that I began um, learning about this was a book called King Warrior, King Warrior, Magician, Lover. Mm-hmm. And um, it describes the mature masculine. And there are a handful of men out there teaching this work um, that have inspired me. But this book laid down some really strong framework for what it takes to be mature. As, as a male, as in the masculine, and what it means to be 
in that space. Um, and this is separate from sex. This is separate from the feminine, from female and male. This is masculine and feminine. And it's hard to describe. Um, you know, we can go in many ways and give a lot of context to this, but I'll, I'll refer to what was created at the retreat. And if we want to look at the masculine as the riverbed, it's this sturdy container that stays and holds and allows that feminine energy or that water to flow and, and continue to flow vigorously. Um, if that container is weak or starts to decay, that water goes in every direction. Now, what we were able to cultivate as a group of men was to create a really strong riverbank for other men, for us to access our parts of our feminine, to connect effectively to our lover, and which is the part that connects us to the rest of the world and connects us to Mother Earth and everything else. It's connection. That's the feminine. The masculine seeks solitude. Mm. So we were able to create this container where men could come and access their feminine and allow that to flow in a safe place. And when they were able to do that, they were able to return into their businesses, their relationships, and their own communities. And they were able to provide that space and that riverbed for others, for that feminine, for their energy to flow. And it's really, to me, it's not about being masculine or feminine. It's about balancing between the two. And that this we live in the world, a, du a world of duality. There's the yin and yang, black and white, dark and dark and light, you know, moon and sun. Mm -hmm. And within that, I lost my train. Give me, give me, give me a trigger. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, light and dark. Um, you know, moon and sun. So it, it's ba yeah. Ba so balancing those yeah. energies. Um, if if the if my if the woman I am with, the relationship I am in, if she is heavily in her masculine, building her business or, um, being in masculine activities then I'm forced to be more in my feminine to create harmony, to create balance. Mm. And just like a dance, a dance has a leader and a follower. Mm. It doesn't work if both are leading or both are following. And both parties, both energies bring different, you know, different aspects to the table. They bring, they both bring value, but in different ways. And to me, I'm imagining a lot of people are fighting for the same role on a team mm -hmm. rather than taking the two different roles on the team so that the team can be successful. Mm. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. And, you know, personally, I feel like we're seeing a lot of that in this country and just Western culture in general, where, you know, a lot of women are <clears throat> really being badasses and going out and creating businesses and, in a lot of, you know, my girlfriend is a uh, woman's health coach and she sees a lot of this too in her business where a lot of women are kind of forgetting how to be a woman, you know, and they're, and somewhere along the way, you know, I don't know if this was actually said or it was just kind of, you know, in a way just picked up, but like the power that women have is so incredible. And uh, somewhere along the way, I think a lot of women 
got the notion that like to be a man was more powerful, you know? And, um, as you and I both know, um, you know, women are much more powerful in many ways. And that's why even for men embodying that femininity, you know, and being vulnerable, right? Because that's what we created. There was a space for men to feel safe, to be vulnerable so that then they could go back and be better friends, brothers, husbands, fathers. Right. And, I think that's, I know that's so special, you know, and it's something that it, we need, you know, for the leaders of tomorrow. And I just feel so grateful that I got to share space with you and all those other men and be a part of, you know, that tip of the spear, you know, is that, that's something we kept coming back to was that tip of the spear. And, um, you know, one thing, one of the things I first noticed when meeting you was your immense sense of spirituality. Is this something you always had this connection with, or is it something that developed over time? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, my connection to spirit, I imagine, uh, you know, <laughs> I was definitely connected when I was a child. Mm. I was a loving ball of light that sang and danced and played all day. And, you know, along the way, almost all of us, because I believe everyone can find their connection to source. Mm-hmm. Um, traumas, things happen, parents divorce and other things along the way. Um, and definitely lost faith and couldn't see the light. I was in the dark for a very long time. Mm-hmm. There was a moment when my father was passing and I had been angry and resenting over the situation and myself and him and lots of things I've worked through over time. And, but when, when I went to see him, when he was in hospice, um, everyone else had seen him already and I waited I had waited and I got the call that I needed to come because it was, it was that time. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, grabbed his hand, said, I love you. He couldn't say it. He couldn't speak at the moment. Um, but I knew, and maybe within 15, 30 minutes, he left. Mm-hmm. He, he went, he went home. He went, his soul went to where it was. And that was the first glimpse I had that there's something greater. We're, we're, we're all part of this thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I went on maybe six more years before I really woke up. And the turning point for me was training camp for the soul. I went to this retreat for six days. Um, at the time, I had been using cannabis for many years, all day, every day. I was numbing myself out. I wasn't using it with reverence or respect as a great spirit, as a plant. I was just using it as a drug. Mm-hmm. And I went to this retreat, spent six days doing breath work, movement, eating well, and digging into my body. Um, all of our traumas, all of our issues are stored in our tissues. They're within our body. They're not within our brain. Our brain is just making stories of the feelings that are in our body. And you and I kind of, ex- we experience this. We work uh, with this together with you mm-hmm. in our ceremony mm-hmm. about being and feeling in that body. So for me, I was always a mover. I was always an athlete and loved being in my body and physically expressing myself. And I still do. It's my way of being in this world and to me being in my body is being in the feminine in a way it's it's about feeling because when i'm in my body it's all intuitive and it's feeling 
Um, I'm not thinking. I mean, drop into a flow state. I used to skateboard a lot, and mm. you can you can read uh, Stealing Fire or The Rise of Superman by Stephen Kotler, and he covers Danny Way and Laird Hamilton and the science of flow state and what's really going on there. And it's it's about the feminine. It's about feeling in this state of timelessness. And through this retreat, I dug deep um, as my group did, and came out with deep insights the, the retreat had nothing to do with spirituality had nothing to do with god had nothing to do with any of that all we did was clear our own wounds and once my wounds were cleared cleared enough right these things happen they come back they rear their heads this is a spiral you're never done with any of it mm-hmm. so as as i cleared i was then able to receive i was an open vessel and the light started coming through me, the same light I had as a child. And it was bright. It was overwhelmingly bright. And all I wanted to do was to share it. But for the way it came in, and there were signs after um, Anat is, is, the te- is the leader. It's her work um, of training camps for the soul. She is, she is an angel in a way to me. Mm-hmm. For me, she served as an angel. And she taught me how to heal myself because we all have these abilities. We're all magical. We're all special. And we can all do this. We can all teach someone that's behind us in line while learning from someone in front of us in line. And she unlocked me. She opened me up. And from that moment, all of these people fell into my life. This arrived all of these people that supported me into the work I'm doing and what I'm becoming and, and the life I'm developing and the life I desire is arriving. It's here. And it's kind of that thing we talked about earlier. I'm doing it. I'm fucking <laughs> doing it. And it's awesome. Yeah. And so my, to get in touch with uh, spirit and a lot of that had to do once I was clear, I really started expressing myself. Um, I let Nick, I grew up as Nick for all my friends at home in Chicago and my entire life prior collapsed. My business I owned, I left, um, full-time job I had, I left, long-term relationship ended and I decided to allow Nick to die in Chicago because ultimately I'm under the impression that we get to be whoever we want to be in this life and we get to choose our character and if it helped me to put on a new hat, maybe grow my hair out. And uh, for me, it kind of stuck. It was a joke that kind of stuck with friends. But um, yeah, it just turned into Nico and it stuck. And to me, the Nico represents self expression. It represents being who I am and having fun. And uh, to me, the name, the name just is fun. And so, yeah, that's how I came into touch with Source or with Spirit for a few times, obviously through some plant medicines and stuff, but mm. my real first touches with spirit were, were without medicines. Mm. Yeah. You know, I share a very similar story to you <clears throat> in the sense that, you know, I've been a big cannabis advocate and cannabis user for God, my whole life, basically, you know, my adult life. And, um, 
you know, I've always been, you know, I'm a cultivator and, you know, I really love soil and mixing soil and creating life in soil and then embodying that love into my final product. And, you know, I know I shared a lot of that with you guys when I was there, I brought some of my um, homegrown stuff to you guys. And it's one of the things I love. And so back when I was, uh, I was having a inner challenge, you know, where the industry that I had come to love um, just turned into a suit and tie industry, you know, and they were monopolizing the plant and didn't care about it. And, uh, you know, I saw the repercussions, you know, patients were coming in. Um, and at first, you know, we were growing our medicine with a lot of love. Everyone was there for the right reasons. And then corporate took over, fired everyone that had heart and brought in people that were basically just robots. Um, and, you know, the medicine showed that, you know, people were getting anxiety, they were getting paranoia, same people that were using the same strains from before, right? No noticeable changes there. And so I started having this inner conflict and, um, long story short, went to, <laughs> this is pretty funny when I say it, cause I don't know how this ever, how I ever thought this would make sense, but I decided that what I was going to do was I was going to go to Las Vegas for MJ BizCon. You know, I figured, you know, I'm going to be an entrepreneur in the cannabis world. This is where I got to go. So I went there thinking that I would find inspiring people that were going to be entrepreneurs and I was going to rehash my love for the industry. And I basically just went into the belly of the beast. You know, it was just all suit and tie people, people like how many, how many grams do you get per square foot? That's all people cared about there. And it was very uh, toxic, you know, um, to throw that term out. And so long story short, I was leaving uh, and my girlfriend and I were both pretty, you know, pretty bummed out. You know, we were both feeling that, you know, dark night of the soul. Of like, what are we going to do? And, um, you know, with the help of some other medicines, um, I had a real low. I actually realized in that moment, just like you were saying, that I had been numbing myself with cannabis for quite some time unconsciously. You know, my dad passed away and, um, you know, I just kind of kept going with life and just kept piling more and more and more on, um, which I know is a subject we talked about when in Colorado. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, came out of that medicine experience in Las Vegas at seven in the morning, right? The weirdest of places to have an epiphany. Um, but I just, I felt a real love, like I felt real sadness, right? And I was like excited because I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling emotion again, right? And so when I got home, you know, I had an inner dialogue during a meditation with my soul. My soul said, listen, you got to lay off everything. You got to really, really just get in touch with yourself and clean yourself out. So I took a big break from cannabis. And um, ever since then, I usually only use it on weekends, except at the retreat. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's I 100% agree that, you know, these medicines, while they're amazing, they can definitely be overdone, you know, and too much of anything is a bad thing. If you drink too much water, you'll drown for God's sakes, right? So um, I definitely share that same common bond with you. And, you know, speaking to TCS, um, I just signed up for that actually, which I'm really excited about. And I've done a lot of work with lifted and, you know, understand a lot of what they go through, uh, in TCS, but I understand that it's also, you can't really know until you experience it for yourself. And so I know you've done strong coach too. And so, you know, how have these two programs shaped you moving forward, you know, with your business, with getting into coaching, um, with, you know, finding your purpose as a men's coach and a leader and, you know, this person that's going to be able to help men embody that mature masculine and the, this, the side of masculinity that's going to move us forward rather than keep moving us backwards. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, yeah, you and I share a lot. Yeah. Um, as far as the strong coach, I, I attended, uh, I did the strong coach first mm. and, uh, like most, I imagine, like many of us, 
um, especially men. We're trying to make it in the world. We're trying to make money because, you know, I just think that's important. Or for whatever reason, we're chasing money. Um, what Strong Coach taught me was about success. Taught me about defining success and creating success within my business and within my, ultimately within my life. And my business is simply a reflection of my life. But Strong Coach really helped me gain clarity on what it is that is my life and what I want and what success looks like. Um, within that, because Mike Bledsoe, the creator of Strong Coach, is also a co-founder of Training Camp for the Soul. Mm-hmm. So he is a part of that as well. Um, all, and him and Anat used to facilitate as well before our brother Chris took over mm-hmm. um, and, and t- took, Mike's, took Mike's place mm-hmm. to give him some relief. And Chris is immensely talented mm-hmm. at what he does as well. Now, Strong Coach taught me success. And uh, within Strong Coach, I gained, there's personal development involved because of the way it's structured and the way Mike put the program together. And it, it really reflects the values of the program and defining success. Because before I defined success by numbers, mm. by, by money, and um, not by what my life looked like. So after experiencing some of the exercises within that program and from the coaches that were running that program, Danny, specifically Danny Rios, mm. um, another brother, another amazing human being that I love deeply. Same. Um, <laughs> seeing what it did for him and just the way he coached me and where it was coming from, it was clear to me that training camp was the next step. And training camp, basically strong coach I got into because I was wanted to grow my business and develop that. And it became very apparent to me that there was way more opportunity for growth within myself on the personal development level than there was within my business. And I discovered the more I developed myself personally, the more it was reflected in my business, regardless if I was doing strictly or specifically business related things. Um, and I imagine many of us that have done both programs can attest to the same And training camp for the soul is for anyone for anyone that's looking to improve their life, whereas Strong Coach is, is for people that are business owners or coaches starting their own business and looking to be free and be in charge of their own life and define what success is to them and to create and cultivate that success within their life. Mm. Yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. explanation. And, um, you know, I'm really excited to do TCS because, you know, I firmly believe that we can only take our clients as deep as we've gone, you know, and, and I've always loved like part of uh, being a medicine man, you know, is like loving going deep, deep, deep within me. And, you know, just realizing one of the reasons I got into coaching was because I understand the value behind other people guiding and helping you through your own journey. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree more Mike and Chris, especially, and, you know, and not, they're all just amazing people and amazing facilitators. They truly have a lot of gifts. And, um, you know, one of the things that I'm thinking about as we're talking here is that, you know, right now the collective is going through a big dark night of the soul, right? And, you know, with the pandemic and everything going on, it's really a representation of society, right? And it running amok, right? And we talked about that a little bit with Mike at, um, at the retreat. And, you know, 
one of the things that I know about you, right, is that, you know, you're yeah, pretty much all of us there have the same mindset where, you know, life is happening for us and through us, not to us, right? So I'm curious as to what you think the good side or the positive side of this pandemic and everything going on in the world right now looks like for you. Oh, man. I mean, we can dive down some really deep rabbit holes, which I imagine we don't have time for on this show. Specifically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nature of what's real and, um, you know, imagination being our most powerful technology and what we mm. choose to mental image is what becomes a reality. And who is putting the image in your head? Who is mentally imaging for you? Who is imagining for you? What content are you consuming that's doing that for you? Or are you doing that each day for yourself mm. in a journal, by reading books? Um, you know, and there's a, there's a stark difference between those two. One is a creator, one is a survivor. Mm-hmm. And as far as the pandemic, I mean, the pandemic freed me because I hadn't found the courage yet to leave my old job as much as I wanted to. And this gave me the opportunity to go and it was a large blessing. Um, and I imagine many people can find blessings in it. Sure. There were tough parts about it and still things I'm not in agreement with that are going on, Mm. but I accept how it is. And I tend to focus most of my imagination, uh, focus most of my attention and energy onto what is real in my life and what I desire and, um, do my best to work around it or with it. And, um, as far as I wanted to pivot back to a a moment for the TCS and strong coach and seeing that, you know, the strong coach to me, business is very masculine. Mm -hmm. Strong coach is the masculine aspect of it. And feminine, um, is about feeling and TCS for me taught me how to feel my feelings to, to, to be in touch with my feelings, to feel them, to actually understand I'm angry. I'm fucking mad right now. Mm. Or I am, I am on fire. I am joyous and I am bursting with ecstasy. Um, to get in touch with that. And to me, that's the feminine. And from my understanding, we have just entered a feminine age. We're in the age of Aquarius. And in my ideas, we as a collective are shifting from masculine age to a feminine age. And we are shifting into this place of feeling and knowing in our hearts. And we're shifting from our brains back to our hearts. Mm. And when we look at what does the mature masculine do, the mature masculine provides order and security. It is discerned and it has humility. And ultimately, and most importantly, it is connected to the lover. It has love and essentially connected to the feminine. Um, You can't have masculinity without femininity. You can't have any of these things without the opposite of duality. So, yeah, that's uh, that's how I feel. And yeah. As far as the pandemic, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I, I I tend to create my own news in my journal every day. Yeah. Yeah, and 
you know, you bring up a really good point there. And the reason why I love asking that question, because I've asked in a couple episodes, is because where attention goes, energy flows, right? And I know a lot of people listen to this podcast, you know, they're they're on their self-development journey and they're, you know, they're doing the work and, you know, but there's a lot of outside influences, right? And um, we've seen that with the media and everything else. And so, you know, I love just kind of like creating that, um, you know, that new reality, right? Where people can listen to this and realize like, yeah, you know, like reality really is what you make it right. Because I agree, like the pandemic for me has been the best time of my life and very similar to you. Like I was way too scared to leave my job at the dispensary. And when the pandemic happened, it made it easy. You know, it was just like, yep, got to do it and left. And that has allowed me to become the version of myself I want to show up as for the world and the version that is the greatest and grandest version of me. And, you know, I love that you touched on the heart and, you know, moving from the brain, that masculine side back into the heart and the feminine side, because that brings up a great point, right? Which is a conversation we had in Colorado on integration, right? And how to make, you know, conscious inspired action. And so I'd love if you could talk a little bit about the process of integration, you know, from the heart to the brain and then, you know, inspired action, um, because, you know, the topic of integration is something you hear about a lot. But, you know, until I heard Mike talk about it that way and until I talked to you in the yard and really just realized how simple integration really is, it was like that aha moment for me. And I think a lot of the listeners, rather, I feel a lot of the listeners would benefit from that same discussion. Yeah. So to me, integration is about action. Um, As far as when I discussed about clearing wounds, clearing traumas, um, removing stuck energy within your body um, and, and getting in tune with what you're feeling again. When, you're, when I am feeling, I hear my heart's desire. I hear my heart's call. And the feeling is very familiar. Um, it's the feeling I had as a child. And I imagine for most of us when we do this type of work, we get in touch with our heart again and we hear the voice of our heart. And there's multiple voices going on within us. Um, I imagine many people are identifying with simply one part of themselves, possibly the ego or possibly their critic. If their language is always around should, I should do this and I have to do that, that's the, that's the ego or the critic talking. He's ruling. And there are more parts to yourself, but you might be hiding them in the shadow. Um, your heart is about desire. It's about want. I get to do this. I want to do this. Those are different words. They vibrate differently. They resonate differently. And they're coming from a different place. A different voice in me is speaking them. And so for me, when it comes to integration, I think the most important part for people is to get clear and to discern what part of me wants this or is making myself do this. And once I'm clear that I'm, I'm doing something because I want to, because I desire, because my heart is in it and it lights my soul up versus it's something I feel I should be doing or I believe I should be doing or um, society and others around me. It's something I've learned that I think I'm supposed to do because that's what success is and that's how I get success based on what other people have taught me success is. Um, integration comes down to being clear on what voice you're listening to and taking simple actions on it. For me, one of the most powerful actions is journaling. Mm-hmm. It's writing each day 
and getting clear, lighting up my limbic brain by writing my emotional brain and cultivating what I want, this character, this identity. Um, Mark England talks about identity being a flexible and fluid process. I love that. Mm. You know, if you speak, if I ask Ryan who Ryan was, who Ryan is today versus who Ryan was five years ago (laughs) versus who Ryan was 10 years ago, I imagine you're going to describe yourself quite differently, Mm -hmm. which would in turn mean that your identity is shifting. It's flexible. And I imagine most people are walking around with a very rigid identity. So for me, integration and action started with as simple of a step as journaling and creating that identity. You know, I have big dreams. I have goals. And integration doesn't mean making all of that happen once. It's simply putting one foot in front of another, right? If uh, the idea that if I'm walking the path at night, my lantern is only going to light up a step or two in front of me, but I have to trust that the trail or the path is leading to where I'm supposed to be. And the only way I can do that is by making sure I'm listening to the right voice mm. within me. And to, for me, that's my heart. Yeah, man, that was, that was poetically said, you know, and that's one of the many things I love about you, Nico, is uh, your way with words, man, you know, as someone who really loves language and loves really just putting words together in you know, unique ways. Um, it's just, yeah, I really appreciate, you know, your way with words. It's, um, it's definitely felt and received over here. And, you know, I know if we're, we're coming to the end here, but one more subject I wanted to touch on real quick is just what we've really been talking about here, right? Is, you know, I know for me, and this is the exact conversation we had, um, in that yard where I just, I wanted to try to explain everything and I wanted to, you know, put words to everything. And you were like, man, just, just feel it, man. Like you don't need to put words to it. It's cool. Right. And I loved that because that was the medicine I needed. Right. That's one of the biggest takeaways I took from that whole entire trip. And so first I want to extend uh, a sincere amount of gratitude uh, for you in that moment, uh, for helping me hold that space and, you know, hear me out. Um, but second of all, you know, real quick, like how has, slowing down affected your life you know because i imagine you know you're a business guy too and you know i'm sure back in chicago you were pretty fast-paced so how has slowing down helped you slowing down is something i'm still practicing each day um it's helped me a lot it helps me i mean i would say i've always moved slow i i generally move slow even i i'm Relative to others, I move fast, but in my world, I'm moving slow. I could move a lot faster, and I am continually practicing moving slower and slower. Um, I've been committing myself to some yoga and breath work every morning as well as my journal. I've been adding on action steps to or action items to integrate um, to facilitate this slowing down. And now as far as what we were just discussing uh, or what you were just expressing to me. I appreciate you, Ryan. I love you. I'm so thankful for that experience with you. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was what, um, that was medicine as well. You know, mm-hmm. that was intimacy. That was into you, me, see. Yeah. What we did, what happened there was just allowing you to feel all of it. Love, sadness, all of it without trying to turn it into anything, but to simply be in it. And um, when it comes to the feminine age, when it comes to 
a lot of the work I'm interested in doing and that I'm practicing with others, it has to do with intimacy. It has to do with feeling all of this. I love that, man. You know, and uh, it's just, it's it's so great, man. Like, we're going to have to do, God, three more rounds of this because you and I could go for hours. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I know you got to hop off. So, you know, where can people find you to connect with you and employ your services and just find out more about you? Uh, right now, you can find me at uh, on Instagram at Sir Jense, J-E-N-S-E-I, so Sir Jense. And uh, as far as services, we will, um, you know, I'm, I'm running a team right now, and I'm committed and con- contributing to this team. And as far as services and stuff outside of that, uh, Chris and I, as you know, will be, cultivating we have another retreat coming up in december which i believe you'll be there um and we're going to start to put more gatherings together with men and with women as well in the future um and through word of mouth you know i I do private ceremonies i take people through experiences um and show them light show them love give them what i have to offer and a lot of my light and my love simply comes through my eyes Mm. That I imagine you experienced that directly. I Words did. weren't needed. Mm-hmm. Simply my touch and my eyes. And for whatever reason, I've accepted those are my gifts. Those are something I know how to do well. And I didn't, I didn't learn them any specific way or where. But it's a part of me. It's in me and it happens and comes. it comes through me. Um, so when I can step into that area, step into that space, it's amazing. And I love to do that. So yeah, um, people can reach out to me and I love to simply have conversations with no expectations, simply good intentions and conversations. And I want to talk about what's going on with others and what's going on with the world. And I'm curious to know how I can use what I'm blessed with to empower others to use what they're blessed with. Cause I truly believe we're all special and I truly believe pretty much everyone is trying their freaking best. Mm. Um, They're just doing the best they can and it's what they know. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be able to empower others to discover their own medicine and their gifts and to be able to serve that in the world by pouring from their overflowed cup. And yeah, so stimulate me. DMs, (laughs) comments, whatever you like. I'd love to uh, interact with anyone and everyone. I love that, brother. And my final question for you is if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Nico Jensei suggest that change be? Well, (laughs) my first instinct is to say journal, Mm. um, which might be the case, but maybe because the journal is a tool that might help you, but the other word that comes to mind is honesty start being honest with yourself and with everyone in your life and truth is harsh your the truth the truth or your reality is harsh truth isn't universal um, but reality is harsh and the quicker or sooner you can start being honest with yourself to feel safe and to feel vulnerable to be honest with yourself the journal is a fantastic place to start because it's you and it's only you and you can keep that to yourself until you're ready to be more vulnerable and you feel safe to step outside of that 
bring that into your partnerships, into your romance, into your business, wherever it needs, wherever more honesty is needed and clarity so that you can become aligned in your life and we can all start to walk each other home. You know, you, you, myself and our crew are the people we've been cultivating. We have some serious momentum and Mm -hmm. everyone is welcome on this journey. Everyone that wants to wake up, move forward and live life with love and more joy. And there was a quote I heard and I don't remember who it was possibly Joseph Campbell. Um, but man is not searching for meaning. Man, man simply is searching to feel alive. Mm. I love that. I love that man. And you know, I wholeheartedly agree, you know, for everyone listening who is resonating with this, come be a part of the change. You know, you have it in you already. You have all the gifts that, you know, you already have the gift. You just need to uncover it within yourself. And, you know, guys, as I said in the intro, from the first moment I met Nico, I knew he was in touch with the deepest parts of his being and fully present to the wonders of life. His ability to help men slow down and integrate all parts of their life so they can reconnect with their hearts is a service that is not only incredibly powerful, but is extremely necessary considering the state of the world right now. Trust me when I say Nico is a world-class example of what happens when you truly show up for yourself and face your shadow head on. And if you are feeling stuck in any part of your life, don't waste any time in reaching out to him to discover all the ways he can add love to your life. Nico, my brother, thank you so much for stopping by. And until next time, journey well, be well. Love you, brother. Namaste. Appreciate you, Ryan. Love you. Aho. Aho. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. 
So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.